Hey guys, welcome to the Babylon Pastors Podcast, sponsored by ODG Apparel. I am one of your hosts, Michael. And I'm Rob. Glad you're here to listen in while we talk about church, theology, and everything in between. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Babylon Pastors Podcast for, what month is this? Uh, May? It'll be May. It'll be May. Good deal. May. So, um, at this point... We don't know, I mean, because this is, well, this isn't too far away from when we're recording this, but a couple months, uh, the coronavirus, COVID-19, <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, I don't want to give it to you through the, uh, through the, uh, the camera here, um, it's still happening. Now, according to, and you have to tell me how your state's going, Rob, I know here in Indiana, supposedly um the stay-at-home order is supposed to end on may 1st which i highly doubt it will but uh how what is what because i know it differs by state to state what's going on over in north dakota buddy? we're actually uh pretty blessed and fortunate frankly we don't have a stay-at-home order oh cool there you go well you guys are pretty much far enough apart that <laughs> yeah you know um we we have maybe more cows in this state than people i'm not sure about that probably some exaggeration there but not a yes, lot yeah yeah um but anyway so we we've had uh you know like restaurants and some business type things like that theaters that there are orders that they close um there isn't even an order about churches or anything really? like that um however uh i mean probably 90 percent or more of the churches in the state have chosen to Mm -hmm. react kind of in the same way um as businesses might so um yeah so we're it, governor burgum is our governor he's actually been pretty lenient on things and just kind of expecting us to be responsible human beings um what so, i know i know <laughs> weird but yeah so we don't we don't have any stay-at-home orders or anything and on top of that uh they're talking about opening things slowly back up um in may so maybe by we're recording this it's not may right now when we're recording this but by the time these are coming out um and being aired or released or whatever we'll probably be starting to come back online as a state and whatever that all looks like gotcha okay so obviously we've broken these down so we'll talk about the church thing here in a little bit but mm -hmm. um so First episode here, guys, is really our personal takeaways. Uh, maybe, maybe are similar to your guys' personal takeaways. Uh, for me and my family, uh, as I've said before, uh, apparently we were already living in uh, quarantine self isolation <laughs> mode. Like I did it. So, like people have asked me, like how how has this changed for you? And I'm like. Nothing. Nothing's real. I mean, like, so like we don't go to the grocery store as much, and I I would probably kill for a uh, Texas Roadhouse burger or something right now. But <laughs> other than that, like, I just don't eat out as much. That's literally the only thing that's changed because I'm still going to work. I mean, so I have to wear a mask and gloves and you know stupidity like that. But that's the only that's the only difference as far as work goes. And I'm still going to work. Um, my kids were already homeschooled. So, ha, like, with, with, you know. so a funny story on that. Haley, when she found out, uh, you know, that the schools here, 
the schools here have actually like it's like a it's a what do they call it a restricted workload so they're only like giving them a little bit of work every other day so it's not even a full thing so she came up to Christina and she's like, hey, can I have a restricted workload to get all my, you know, the school to do it? And Christina's like, you've already, what do you, you've already had a restrict, like, what are you talking about? You're homeschooled. It literally doesn't last hard. I mean, she can, she can get everything done in like five hours. So, yeah. I mean, sometimes sooner if she wants to, if she actually has the motivation to. Uh, and she's like, you've already been living on a, re- no, go, go read. So, um, so we've already been doing that because we don't leave the house a lot. Um, kids are already homeschooled and we basically buy groceries for two weeks at a time anyway. So literally if I didn't have any news, I, I wouldn't know that a whole lot was going on, <laughs> at least from my, from my side of it. Uh, well, in church, that's the one big thing that's changed for us, obviously. But we'll yeah. talk about that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, that, that's really the only big thing was the not actually coming together at, as the body. But mm-hmm. anything changed for you? Because I know your kids are homeschooled too. Yeah, we, um, I think probably providentially <laughs> for us, but we uh, just started homeschooling this year. And uh, so we were just a little bit of a step ahead of that game, I suppose, but North Dakota is actually doing pretty well with that. Honestly, the, the schools are still are back up. They're just doing it online. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, some states I know have essentially canceled it for the rest of the year when this all happened. And, um, but uh, for us personally, we, we really haven't seen a ton. Of, it's really a lot like you, right? Like we haven't seen a ton of difference uh, personally. Other than, you know, like you said, we can't run out to Applebee's tonight, you know, as a family or whatever. That kind of Eight thing. nights have been so severely hindered. I'd like to let you that. You really are suffering, you know. <laughs> yeah, I can't eat at Applebee's. Right. What's the world coming to, right? Um, no, so it really hasn't changed a lot for us. I think probably for me personally, schedule has changed quite a bit uh, because obviously Sunday we're not meeting, so... Um, and, uh, we can talk about that later on, uh, as well when we talk about the takeaways for the church, but, um, but that is, has changed my schedule and how I have to kind of operate. Um, so it's kind of, it's been a disruption in that way. Cause I'm really sort of analytical and have to have routine personally. Yeah. And so when that gets jacked up somehow, um, it can be. Uh, worse instead of better but um, but I think one of the takeaways for me personally and uh, this is this is going to be firsthand evidence for those of you who watch or listen to this and uh, you talk about the church being hypocritical it's going to be firsthand evidence that as a pastor um, uh, this is what I do for a living and I'm just as terrible as every other human being on the planet uh, so for me personally, dependence on other stuff, you know, I think that's, that's a thing up in where we live. We're not only dealing with the COVID-19 stuff, but we're also dealing with really terrible oil prices. Oh my goodness. Yes. For some people that's not terrible. It's like, boy, it doesn't cost anything to fill my tank up right now. Um, but up here, like we've already had a person get laid off in our congregation and lots more are worried about it. Mm-hmm. And so that 
that's um, and then selfishly and, and honestly, uh, one of the thoughts that I have to battle as a pastor is, okay, well, I just started doing this here. Mm-hmm. If people are getting laid off and the economy is really bad and no one is able to give, what's going to happen, right? Like, so my dependence on God has just had to grow a lot through this. Um, and it's not only oil. We've had a, another company in town that is a manufacturing plant that's had to put lots of people on furlough. And so the economy here is really taking a hit, which um, I, I've had to watch a lot of YouTube to aid in creativity <laughs> lately um, to kind of help us figure out what it looks like to function in this. But personal takeaways, I've, I've taken away that, that I'm um, an introvert for the most part. So there are plenty of things about this that I don't care. Party. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> like, yeah, there, there are lots of things that this causes that for me is like, I mean, I, I don't know, I can read now, whatever, you know. Um, but, <laughs> but I know, I know other pastors and I know other people who are really extroverted. And this is like, you know, you might as well put cuffs on them and put them in a dungeon and chain them to a wall, you know. Yeah. So. I think- for some of the people, that's the thing. So for me personally, like I said, not a whole lot's changed. So for yeah. me, it's just kind of like, I'm okay. Like I'll wear a mask and gloves. Like it's not a huge deal for I mean, That's the only thing that's changed for me at work. That's it. Um, but for other people that are like, like you said, that are so extroverted or families that I know, for example, they, they've never homeschooled before. Um, they, so all of that to see as, as far as, you know, nothing changed for me. That's really a blessing. I mean, we've, me and Christine have talked about that a lot. As far as I still have a job, I don't have to worry about it right now. Um, obviously sales are down, but that I have a little bit of a cushion there that it doesn't affect me anyway until like a certain point. So mm-hmm. not a huge deal. Dave Ramsey, for example, if you are listening to this and are not on Dave Ramsey or any sort of budgeting, I mean, some of you hate Dave Ramsey, it's fine, whatever, but budgeting, right? Like, if that didn't teach you that you need to do that up to this point, dear God, that should teach you that now. Right. So like if my wife wasn't a mathematician expert on budget style, like we are not bazillionaires at all, but because like of all of that, of all the budgeting and planning, like we're okay right now. But all of that to say, there's a lot of people that I know that, for example, they had a homeschooled before um, they they're living paycheck to paycheck and now they're laid off. Like, personal takeaways for me aren't necessarily like personal at home takeaways more as like the, you know, seeing the position that a lot of other people are in and being able to maybe speak into that situation or, you know, offer some words of encouragement or prayer or something like that. Because a lot of people are just like, they, like you said, in your town, they're super concerned uh, about either being laid off or most of the people around here, like it was an immediate thing. So we have a lot of um, restaurants, things like that, service industry stuff. We have a hotel like right down the road, um, pretty big one. And all those people automatically were laid off. So it's one of those things where like that hit right away for those people. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's really been a takeaway of saying, hey, this is a, and we'll talk about this a little bit in the next episode about the church, but like a, a maybe a blinders off situation where I can be like, oh, okay. So a lot of people are either in worse situations than I thought, or like it's been uh, a really eye opening situation to be able to say, wow, these people's trust has been in things that I would have never guessed it was in before. And now we get to talk about that a little bit. 
Um, so like I said, luckily, uh, or I don't know if luck has anything to do with it, but I'm blessed to be in a position that I'm in right now that, uh, one, it doesn't change a lot. And two, uh, because of, you know, the providence of God laying everything out that, um, I'm not in a stressful job, which I would have been if I would have, you know, if this would have happened two years ago, I would have been home and I would have been losing my hair and probably had a heart attack. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's just the takeaway is really just saying, wow, look one, what God has done in my life personally. And then how can I speak into other people's lives in light of that? Um, because literally like, I can't overstress how nothing, like nothing's changed for me. <laughs> like, Hardly at all. Yeah, I think I think I like what you mentioned about uh, Ramsey, um, because, you know, one of the things that and you know, this one of the things that he teaches is that that whole kind of emergency fund, not, you know, if, if you're unfamiliar with him, the, the, the first baby step, he calls it is a thousand dollars in a savings account. But then like when you get toward the, the end of the whole thing, you're supposed to save up three to six months of your expenses mm -hmm. in a savings account as a fully funded emergency funding. I started thinking about, cause we were actually doing a financial piece in our church mm -hmm. when this happened. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's kind of a regular thing that there's one of our elders is really a, a great finance guy. And um, so anyway, he was, he leads it periodically. And um, one of, one of the things that I immediately thought was, you know what, like if, if both people and businesses operated by this, yeah. No one would economically care that this just happened. Yeah. Well, I mean, you might, you might be worried like, Oh crap, we're having to dig into this, you know? Yeah. And well, yeah, there's going to be financial ramifications, but it's not a shock right away. Yeah. It's not like, Oh my gosh, how are we getting milk? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because like you said, I mean, there's no, and we will probably talk about this a little later in like the third episode, but like the idea that right away the government's trying to hand out money to people, because oh no we're all gonna like we got to do something yeah. um whereas they're literally i've seen it on people's like little forums that i'm a part of on face group little pages that people are like yeah man i've been following dave ramsey i'm good for three months like i'm okay like even if i don't go back to work i'm good for three months and other people are like he's an idiot and i'm like i don't know that guy's sitting over there he's good for three months i mean you're not um so yeah. but it's just if a matter were, of if, if you were depending on that um, 1200 2400 or 34 depending on whatever what you, you got, got if you were depending on that to pay for the groceries in two weeks then dave ramsey's not an idiot yeah also <laughs> I mean, some of you guys out there that are like man i hate kids should have had five kids you would have got extra money <laughs> so <laughs> an investment yeah, yes they are they are arrows in my uh, quiver is what they are also right. apparently the government pays me money for them yeah, um, I it cost me a lot more than 3400 bucks this year, so. Well, they're just looking at the next couple of weeks. They know yeah. <laughs> You're really not making it back. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's my personal takeaways from it. It's, I mean, it has been an extremely um, eye-opening lesson. A reminder, I guess. I don't, I don't know if I call it a lesson. A reminder for me of how I already knew people operated, but it's been brought to the forefront because now, like, um, so what I mean by people operated, like financially, how they operated, uh, paycheck to paycheck, or um, operated paycheck to paycheck, like, willingly. So there's people that 
obviously they they do like they're scratching along but then there's other people that make plenty of money but just blow it all and don't save any and they're living paycheck to paycheck but that's that's probably the vast majority too. yeah that's a decision they're making um two what people worship right like if you worship government or security or you thought you controlled an iota of your own life that's gone um and then just as far as how do people react to panic right so I mean, automatically, whatever your foundation was for security, pulled out. I mean, that rug was pulled out quick from you. Yeah. And it really revealed very quickly, like, what do I trust in? Like, yeah. what do I trust in? So, yeah, uh, and that's why I say, you know, like for, for me personally, this, this has been um, a test. Maybe, maybe it wasn't such a major thing that it's a big hidden thing that, came to the forefront and reared its ugly head during this. Maybe a better way to describe it is it's certainly been a test of where I find my comfort. Yeah. And where I find my dependence, right? What am I actually depending on? Am I depending on our economy doing well and people tithing and this paycheck? Like, am I doing that? Because I'm going to, you know, plenty of times throughout my time here, I'm going to be in the pulpit telling people, hey, don't depend on anything but God. Yeah. In some way, shape, or form, that's going to come out of my mouth multiple times. So, am I doing that? Also, right? this has been a good test for that. Yeah. You know? No, exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, is there anything ending here you want to talk on the takeaway part of it, or you think we'll probably dive a little bit more into that in the next episodes? I mean, I uh, personally probably the the episode where we're going to talk about the church mm-hmm. is going to be the thing that I'm going to fill up the most because that's been a lot of my life uh, yeah. lately is trying to figure out what this is supposed to look like. You're right a new now. pastor. Also pandemic. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I, I think, I think another thing for me personally that, that's a takeaway from this is not only who am I depending on or what am I depending on, but it's also um, where am I uh, working out my um you know like even stress management and Mm -hmm. things like uh that this this is um essentially all the responsibilities i had now i can't do them face to face one Mm -hmm. so it's more work to do that and then two i've essentially become a pastor and a videographer it person right (laughs) and you know video editing and doing all this stuff and um so it's, it's been a lot more work um, to do church without being together. Because um, essentially the whole thing is you're trying to figure out how do we be together without being together. <laughs> I mean, that's a, a, a square peg in a round hole kind of a thing. So, it doesn't work, yeah. Exactly. Right? So, but I think my own personal kind of stress management and, and making sure that I, I've, I'm terrible at this anyway before the pandemic, and I know this is a weakness, and I actually do accountability with some other elders and, and pastors because of it, but um, I'm, I'm really terrible at rest. Like, I'm just not good at that. It's naturally, it's not something that I just make sure that I go vacation or go camp or go whatever that is for you, right? Um, and so this has put me in a position that, like, you either do this or go to crazy town right i mean it's it's not an option like i have to take some time 
every week and just make sure that I'm Sabbathing kind of, you yeah. know. Yeah. So. No, I came home the other day. That's a funny story. I came home and my father-in-law is just sitting in the driveway in a camping chair with his feet up on something. And I'm like, hey, what's up? He goes, I just had to get out of the house for a second. And like, he just stayed out there. He just stayed out there for like 30 minutes. Just not, he wasn't on his phone. He wasn't doing anything. Dude was just chilling, looking at the woods. Like he just was like, I've got to get away from everyone. For, or I'm yeah. Cause he just, here's the funny, like with him, like he's always going, going, going. He just retired at the beginning of April. So like when this whole thing hit, like when they're like, you can't go anywhere now. He retired and he has, he's always doing something like, like you said, like always, like he's building something, he's fixing something. He's always doing something. And now he can't do any of that. <laughs> so he just was sitting in the chair and I was like, that dude had to get out of the house or he was going to kill somebody. So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So yeah, for me, dependence on God alone, making sure that I rest and I'm actually an introvert with occasional an extrovert which is occasional for sure yeah yeah deal. yeah well for me i think like you said it's the same thing depending on um i mean obviously there's been this real um in the front you know dependence on god even though nothing's changed it's been a dependence on god for for what happens if i do get sick because i'm around i mean just i mean Every stop, I'm a salesman, in case you guys are listening, don't know. Uh, I'm not a pastor of a church. But um, every stop I go to, uh, there has been a case, like, in that store, as far as either people shopping or someone that's mm -hmm. worked there. So I've been following the county that I, I, I service, well, the two counties I service. <laughs> hey, sorry about that. <laughs> Might have the rona. Bro. Sorry. Mask on, bro. Um, but all the counties I service, I've had a case of it. So really, the biggest takeaway for me is trusting in God for my health, regardless if I get it or not. Because even if I do get it, um, um, uh, we, sorry, the distracting little thing at the bottom. You're right. Um, even if I do get it, I probably won't, you know, it won't be severe. But um but I'll have to, I mean, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but I've already separated myself from my family. So that's one thing too, is just how do I, how do I interact with my family? Because I might have it. What if I do get it? Those sort of things. So that's been the big, big takeaway for me. Trusting in God for my health mm, yep. uh, during the whole time. Cause I don't have a clue. I can't self-isolate or, you know, can't, I, I have to go to work. So anyway, that's mine. I have no clue where our time's at. So we're going to end it here. <laughs> we will talk to you guys next time all right